you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Coming soon to a theater near you, it's The Equalizers, a weekly podcast where two idiots drop a cinema sibling in the lap of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Madison Jones, and I'm joined as always by my the, by the prequel to my sequel, Mike Knoll. Mike Knoll, are you in good form? Oh, my testicles just shriveled up and died. I had an opening joke for this, but you ruined it. That was so bad. <laughs> What I just did the same thing we always do, like that's like the you're well I took the the host energy yeah. Yeah. into the host spirit into me and you that's also what, somehow yeah, took yeah, the I mean, energy that... of a Nickelodeon commercial and <laughs> it exuded that for your introduction. Where did that come from? Oh, I, it just came naturally. I mean, it was the same spirit that's always been in you. It was just in me. Massive, the same the, host spirit was in me. Put the hosting energy back in the basketball. And give me the basketball. Um, no, no, no. Okay, fine. Oh, I, I like it too much. I like the potential it gives me. Okay, um, that's. Just, I mean, that's one less responsibility. Is that what on happens? Is it? Is that? Is it potential that in Space Jam? It's, ta- <coughs> it's their talent. Talent. It's still their talent. It's their talent. Yeah, okay. Their talent. Okay. What? Speaking of talent, we have the Maestro of Majesty, Jesse Cooper. Hey, what's up? Uh, you. You like violently ripped me back to the nineties, and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I also had an opening bit that you just ruined with the hosting energy. Hey, you wanted to be here, Jesse. You explicitly <laughs> asked me yeah. to to have you back, and then reminded me every time we saw each other on other podcasts that you wanted to come back and do this. <laughs> I just, I was just expecting a different energy. Like you, you know, yours is a little bit more grounded. You know, <laughs> I have to be here. I would contractually have to be here. You wanted to be here. God, my that intro just was like the apocalypse of the podcast. It seems it just fucking decimated. It was just a huge meteor that ruined all, all, all the energy. Yeah, yeah this is. Uh, um, I'm gonna announce this is the last. This is the last podcast of uh, the Equalizers. Last episode. <laughs> yep. We always knew it would come down. To, we knew it would come one day. Yeah. I mean, possibly because we're doing the lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected, probably. Uh, well, I want to say that I think I have a decent pitch for it. That'll be that'll be a rare change for this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, I had seen this movie b- before. Um, what did you all think about it? It um, is weird to I, me that I, you're you leading the charge on this. It is a very strange energy in my camp. I'm not mad. I, I'm just, I have it hope- feels very odd. I mean, I did the intro. I have to lead it, right? No, you that's know? fair. Um, um, just so I watched, taking the wheel. The first time I saw The Lighthouse, uh, I saw it with Friend and Adventure, Jackson F1, as I do most movies these days, and my roommate. And my roommate and I had never seen this, but Jackson had. And basically, the three of us were just getting progressively drunker as the movie went on, which I think for the first time you see it is a fun way to watch The Lighthouse because it's already extraordinarily confusing. And like, okay, so he's... Like, is he just going to do chores the whole movie? Is that the movie? And as you're getting drunker, and then it starts to get weird at the end, and you're just, that's the point where your brain starts to, like, be too drunk for this, which is also a good energy for the end of The Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And then we watched Baywatch. 
So, the concept of this movie, except for a few key points, feels mm-hmm. almost like what all this snobby uh, art house, not art house, sorry, all the snobby um, film students when I was like going to college said cinema was. Mm-hmm. But I just love that there's mm-hmm. just like a lot of like just goddamn fart jokes and like, uh, it, like yeah. it just because like this I think this is a I wouldn't say you have fun watching this movie or so because it's less than eighty minutes long. It is not. I mean, it's just over eighty minutes long. It's not that long of a movie, but it feels long. It feels like a two and a half yeah. hour movie while only being like less than an hour and a half. And I'm saying that in a good way. Like, like it's just. You get so involved in the movie and the way it's filmed and everything and the acting. It's 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 like watching a candle melt. Like you're just like staring at it the entire time. <laughs> like like from from the beginning of like like from the beginning of when you light it to when it is completely liquid. That is that is kind of how I would describe it. A slow burn. And it's also it's also like it also whenever it decides to be funny, it's actually kind of funny. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't wrong. It is legitimately Robert Pattinson doing chores and getting more angry and like mad, as in like insane, for eighty minutes until he and Willem Dafoe have an actual fight, ostensibly to the death, and then Robert Pattinson is eaten by seagulls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I and I'll admit um, I did not watch this movie again. I saw this movie in theaters. Um, when it first came out so, at the Music Box in Chicago. Um, so you betrayed I me. I think, yeah, I betrayed you. Hark! Hark, Triton! Below, bid our father the sea king rise from the depths. Full, foul in his fury. Black waves teeming with salt foam to smother this young mouth with pungent slime. To choke ye, engorging your organs till ye turn blue and bloated with bilge and brine. And can scream no more. Only when he, crowned in cockle shells with slithering tentacle tail and steaming beard, take up his Fuck. Well, alright, I ruined it. You have to do it in one take, or you don't do it at all. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, have it your uh, way. I like your cooking. Yeah. Well, I and I kind of described this to uh, Mike and Jesse before we started, uh, but to me, this is a movie for at least for me and like my interest is I don't need to watch it again. Like I remember it. There's it, it's kind of a movie where you think that. After you watch it the first time, you miss sort of some sort of hidden message in it where you really don't. I don't think. I don't think like you get anything else from watching it again. Um, that's just my opinion. But um, do you, do you all feel that? Did you catch anything different on a second? I've got a few small things. Nothing that like changed the way I think of the film. Like at the second time through, I realized, oh, it's like a Prometheus. Like the end is the Prome- like mm-hmm. kind of thing, or he got saw the light, or he stole the light, and then was being devoured by gulls. Um, there is one bit that I really liked as a character moment, and it's after um, he tries to bury Willem Dafoe alive. Um, mm-hmm. He's drinking. That's my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, famously, you were arrested for trying to do the same thing. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But they earlier in the movie they'd run out of liquor, so they were mixing honey into kerosene so that they could get fucked up. And there's a bit where they're like they do that and they both start trying not to puke. And then later in the movie you just see fucking Robert Pattinson take a long swill of it and not even flinch. And I thought that was a good like mm-hmm. small thing that I noticed the second time. But honestly, I didn't gain some deeper esoteric understanding of the movie by rewatching it. I actually just got kind of mad about how nothing was happening. Well. The way the way that I look at it, because I was a pretentious art, uh, um, I was a pretentious uh, film student at one point. Um, reformed, we obviously reformed. Um, mm-hmm. This movie is pretty just on its face; it just tells you everything you need to know. Um, I will, I but I do appreciate the way the cinematography and the acting, like a lot. It's it. This is even though I said that. Um, you know, there's a lot of fart jokes and, you know, and just, like, just, like, real just dumb toxic masculinity points. Like, mm-hmm. it, the acting is done so well. Like, just, like, you get so involved in the characters. Um, And I don't think if it was, if it was done worse, if the acting was a little bit worse, I would hate this movie. For sure. Like, For but sure. it's, but it's, it just, it's just captivating like the way it is and it's not that long of a like time sink but like in that time sink you're experiencing a lot it feels like mm-hmm. a bigger time sink than it actually is and i agree i think this is definitely saved by the acting like some of the set stuff like i really like every time they're at their dinner table um the only light that you can see is the lantern between them so it gives this like circular lighting where it's just them and everything else is in darkness. Like there's some neat touches and like that, but legitimately the acting is what makes this a watchable movie. Them them filming in black hot and white and titty. using yeah, yeah hot mermaid titties. <laughs> yeah, yeah titties of the um, sea. The, the, <laughs> the light in the the light in the masturbation scene was particularly great. Uh, I. No, like I legitimately had a friend because, like, the the supernatural elements that show up are like, are uh-huh. they're they're very clearly just like Robert Pattinson's mind kind of like, yeah, leaving, um, not being as sane as he was. Um, I forget what his name. He had two different names. I don't remember either. Uh, Ephraim Winslow um, is the one that he goes by first, and then it was um, Tommy Walker. Yeah, something Tom Tom something Walker or something Watson. I think I based know. off of the the speech I just gave, it was that was listed under Thomas Walker, so I think that was Willem Dafoe's character. But I know for most of the movie, it's Ephraim Winslow as Robert Pattinson. Yeah, well, I think his name is Wake. Uh, uh, his name is Wake. Oh, tell that to IMDb, uh, I guess. Yeah. No, you can tell that it was just like him, kind of slowly, just kind of losing mm-hmm. it. Um, but one of my friends legitimately thought that, like, whenever, like, Willem Dafoe's, like, you know, whatever he's jerking off at, at the lighthouse part, where, like, the st- where it goes through the grates, they thought mm-hmm. it came, actually came from, like, like a, like the slime of the thing. I'm just like, nah, nah, nah. That was just, that was just, this just blowing a load, and it almost hit Robert Pattinson's face. <laughs> that was. Yeah. And also, you can clearly tell, you can, you can hear him jerking it, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah. You hear that fapping? Yeah, and um, I will say this is that fapping, wapping. This is one of the most. Wapping. This is one of the most captivating movies that it, that has multiple scenes of like just masturbation, you just angry masturbation. 
I'm just imagining like a trailer for the for for the for the movie, and then you know how they do that quotes from like U.S. Weekly or like people or like something, and then just in quotes it says "faptivating." <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, that'd be great. Um, oh yeah. Well, um, God. Uh, <laughs> I had something I wanted to say, but I think it was lost by that. <laughs> You're uh, too captivated by what we were talking about. I was too captivated. Yes. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> oh, I. Um. What I think is interesting about Robin Pattinson's character is like, where I kind of understand his delve into madness because it's like I let a dude die and steal his identity so this could be my life. <laughs> you know like on this island you know like it's it, it's it's really sad um and i kind of like like get it like but yeah um i i i so i i genuinely generally like this movie not enough to watch it again mm-hmm. um it seems like you both generally <laughs> like this movie yeah uh-huh well um mike uh <laughs> no you're hosting you, what have you got no this is this is this is this is a this is uh this is the the bump, the speed bump i don't know how to continue because i didn't do the rotten tomatoes work did you do the rotten tomatoes of course work? i did because i'm responsible okay that's right gang. Well, prepare to receive the host okay Re- prepare to receive the host spirit are you brave yes my chest mouth is open cool <laughs> cool <laughs> okay now that we're done masturbating go ahead and give me the host powers <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so I uh, I took some time off of tending the light to tend to the patch. That's right, gang. We have some Daddy's Tomatoes. Uh, I only have one this week because a lot of the reviews that were negative were either actually decently phrased or good points and a lot of the like high praise ones were just like i love this movie so creepy uh but i did find one from michael w who gave this half a star it all seemed rather intriguing at first that is until that is until dudes started having intercourse with mermaids and that might suck you in further you'll think to yourself well that's new i have no idea what they're saying and it's like watching a movie in the old timey days and i want to be cultured and stuff and that guy from twilight is really a good actor so maybe i'll pop some popcorn and stick to it don't do it it's like watching Mulholland drive on acid it's like how you say you'll never watch requiem for her dream again because it's so weird and disturbing that is until you find out someone hasn't seen it and you get them to watch it with you solely to watch the look of horror on their face and say haha now you can't unsee that too i don't know idk unless you're idk unless you're into sex with mermaids necrophilia what are those two gay now and or maybe it's real or not and then getting a giant turd sandwich resolution at the end then this movie is for you Otherwise, I recommend watching the other Lighthouse movie, which is what I thought it was until The Mermaids. This That one is cool. No dead mermaid sex murder in it. End of review. What, what's the other Lighthouse movie? There's another movie called Lighthouse. Okay, yeah. cool. It's, it's just that. I don't know. It's probably not as good as this one. Because that guy clearly yeah. does understand cinema. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. can't be as good. This one it doesn't have dead mermaid sex murder in it. Yeah. I, I will say this is... I, I feel the thing... 
there that comment about like it's kind of like requiem for a dream it's like i'll never watch that movie again unless i am making someone else watch it with me you know and like just like kind of like looking over and seeing their reaction you know to what's happening um i that, that makes sense um it is kind of one of those movies that it's like you want to see you want to hear someone else's reaction from it right yeah i've yeah. never seen it so i can't comment yeah, anyway, that's the end of the that's the end of the tomatoes. I did, I killed. I brought the energy to a grinding halt there. I apologize, but that's the end of the tomatoes. Still in a bit drought. Um, I I will. Uh, I'm working on some new things. Working. Um, I'm I'm in the bit the bit factory, uh, doing some product testing, seeing what works, but nothing nothing yet. Okay. Well, keep keep your ears peeled for uh, Madison's from the bit factory. Uh, Madison Jones' hot new products. Hopefully coming yeah. soon. I mean, your bit could be you just like workshopping bits until until you get one that sticks. I think that was my I think that was my bit thing. So I, just kept... I mean, Madison's two bits See, were they said made a joke about a math fact at the beginning. I think Bander Shibby, or maybe it was after that, and then was just like, "Well, I'm going to do math facts now." And then the second bit was just, "Hey, guess what I'm drinking?" So it is pretty much just pure workshopping. Well, I mean, you can guess what I'm drinking if you want to, but as, it's not an official Madison bit. If any, like, as a person who uh, listened to, I think, like, 20-something episodes while playing Cyberpunk before I returned it, um, I, I would say the uh, the getting wet was great because... Thank you. I loved just... Th- I You could just feel the soul and, like, life force leave Mike. <laughs> and it was just, like, it was tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes and uh as a person who as a person who loves to see mike just suffer just a little bit unnecessarily it's uh you know it's great <laughs> a part of me was lost that i've never regained because of madison's liquids and i say that having done a number of episodes of okay crusader where jesse says some of the most buck wild shit imaginable <laughs> that that tells you something about madison's liquids or that uh, start it, speaking of me suffering unnecessarily, Jesse, uh, are you ready to get into your pitch for the lighthouse? Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm being real. I'm being like really un, uh, imaginative with this part. I'm just calling it the lighthouse too. Oh, that's okay. it. Because, can... um, to yeah. follow with the spirit of the, of the movie, it's going to largely feel similar. Um, when, when it comes to the kind of trudge, I'm more going to be describing the, like the set pieces, you know, like the, uh, so, but the major, but the major thing that's going to be different is I don't care if it's in the 1800s. We're just gender flip flopping. We're just flip flopping those genders. Cool. There, there's going to be two femme people, one and a an older wiki and a more, yep. A merman. Let me tell you. And by the way, I haven't decided who the two actresses or two, uh, femme people are going to be, but I have decided that Matt Bomer is going to be the more merman because, um, okay. if you know me, uh, Matt Bomer was the reason I realized I like dudes more like Matt Boner. Am I right? <laughs> yes. Uh, like I remember I was in high school, I was watching white collar. I'm just like, I need someone who looks exactly like him in my life now. And, uh, you know, it's been a good relationship so far. Uh, he's he's great. What are some movies? Um, Bo 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 Bo
a boomer. Yep. It's B O M E R. It's it's almost boomer. He's been in. He's he's uh, currently playing Negative Man in um, the Doom Doom Patrol. Patrol. Oh, he's the white collar guy. He's just yeah. literally just said I was watching white collar, <laughs> yeah. and I oh, saw him. Oh, yeah, he was sorry. also gotta, in Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL. You got to learn to listen, Lou. Got it. Uh, but um, he uh, that's gonna come up later. But uh, may the, I suggest for the older character, uh, femme character, uh, D- Dame Helen Mirren. Her is a salty old sea dog. Oh, that would be great. That's good. I'm okay. I'm thinking for the for the uh, younger femme person, um, the person who's in the. <laughs> no. No, we, I was going to say. Pat. Well, no, I was gonna do the per- the 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 person who played the main character in the Queen's Gambit and a bunch of A twenty four movies. Oh, Anna Taylor Joy. Mm. Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy. See, I feel like <clears throat> you know you want to keep that like A twenty four energy, so you have to have the cast that you know that reoccurs sure. there a little bit. Um, so like I'd have her as the young as the as the young okay. person just coming in on the first uh, thing, and we're gonna largely start fairly similar. We're gonna see the previous person go like leave and they're we're gonna see them two walk up they don't know each other uh helen miram uh helen miram who i forget i don't know what name they were gonna have either because i don't remember is the wiki i'm gonna pitch it for here her character name dame helen miran no (laughs) the salty old sea dog um we could get some banter i'm not good at banter by the way so you know I mean, as our listeners know, we definitely are. Yeah. Uh, I'm not good at banter, but they're going to be kind of, you know, kind of like somewhat hazing the person, being like, ah, this is going to be hard to do. (laughs) Great Hellamirian impression. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I can only, that's a good Willem Dafoe one as well. Uh, um, Is it it the same island? um, I'm going to say it is the same island. It is the same island. Okay. Um, We're going to have them kind of do it's going to be similar um where they're going to go through the uh, go th- helen helen blah, 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 blah. helen miram name helen miram i cannot say her name it's miran but also say helen Mirren. Mirren. yeah you can say helen if you want helen helen will be uh going through what the what the young one's going to do and basically has a very explicit don't go into the don't go into the next to the light like that's going to be one of the first things that they say. Mm-hmm. That's my job. You do you do the swabbing, you do the you know you shovel the coal, you you know all that stuff. And what are we going to do? Anya, What's Anya Taylor Joy is the other person. Anna. Okay, Anna. Yeah. Anna. She's going to be like, okay, whatever. I have to be here for was it a month that they had to be on? Uh, that was what the I original so. yeah was. Yeah, weeks. yeah, a month. So they have to be on for a month. Like she's brand new, um, and uh, she she's a little hesitant at first. Like she doesn't really, she and like it's not necessarily looks like she has something to hide, but like she doesn't. She knows that she needs to be in this area because it gets her because she she feels it feels like she wants to be alone. In a little bit, I don't know how you portray okay. that, but you will have that energy through whatever interactions. Um, but one of the things that's going to happen like pretty early on is, um, like when they put the boat up, you know, the, the boat, I forget what they called it in the movie, but when they put the boat up to like, mm-hmm. uh, to keep it safe, 
you're going to just see like scrimshaw a little bit of scrimshaw mm-hmm. uh, that's that looks like half of a broken mermaid like the top half mm-hmm. okay so that's going to be like the first first bit and we'll have the same bits where like she has to like she has to put the whatever in the the well because it's too briny and stuff like that and and blah and the I'm, I haven't decided what we're going to do because for the first dinner, because I feel like the first dinner is going to set their relationship mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be the exact same, but I haven't decided on that part. Like, her, uh, like Helen is definitely going to be tough on her, mm-hmm. but I don't want it mm-hmm. to be the exact same relationship. And that's the part I'm a little stuck on because I have more set pieces than I do like the actual characters. Sure. What if they like, uh, Anna, uh anna uh like maybe she just like oh i'll i'll take the my dinner to in my room um and like really setting up like she wants to just kind of like be here do her work and then leave not really have a relationship with her she's not here to make How friends that? does that work <laughs> yeah. she's not here to make friends yeah she goes she goes to the comp- confession booth room <laughs> just that is an element you could add that would uh differentiate this from the first one is a big brother confession room <laughs> nah, nah. Nah, I mean, maybe maybe I'll have we could have her write in like a diary thing, and it's like you know most of the way, Phil. We don't really see the the beginning part until later in the movie. Okay. Um. Uh. So that I think yeah maybe uh Helen is just like it's gonna be lonely here enough. We better be we better at least be acquaintances. Because uh, otherwise you're gonna go crazy. Mm-hmm. Basically. Mm-hmm. Um. And we can also maybe uh, we can also set up the plot point a little bit after this. Maybe not the first dinner, but like because we're gonna go back to the dinner table. That's you know when they that's when we get exposition mm-hmm. about the character because the rest of it's gonna be mostly her doing chores and being angry about it because she is being hounded to do it in a certain way, mm-hmm. and uh, like either it's not efficient or uh, it's not being accepted. That like maybe we get like almost a repeat of the like I don't care if I don't care if you swabbed it two times I'm gonna have you swab it I'm gonna have you swab it ten times and you're gonna say yes sir or I sir or whatever you know like mm-hmm. that scene, um, but she's basically miserable um, and I'll and while she's doing while she's doing the chores, you get these little pieces of crim shot crim shot cannot say that but the whalebone things like kind of mm-hmm. like washing mm-hmm. up. Like if a different like it's depicting it's depicting mermaids but in like different forms and everything, and like it's just like you know a thing, and like you know maybe she picks picks one up maybe she doesn't, but one of the things that you'll also notice like when she's outside, sometimes mm-hmm. uh you know in between the foghorns you're hearing this high pitched squeal it's almost like like the sea itself is calling her. Hmm. Okay. So. I'm sorry. I Anna, Anna. <laughs> Yeah, so uh bu- 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 bu. we'll have her like writing in the diary and stuff and maybe it's like somewhat somewhat narrated. I don't know. I don't know. I we, I I like the movie being quiet. It just like so maybe not. Uh well, which is it, Jesse? You got to decide. It's, you got to mm-hmm. pick one. Okay, it's going to be choose quiet. Your own we're going to watch her. Pick. We're going to watch her write in her diary. Okay. And it's going to okay. say something about like I fucking hate Helen 
She's just telling me how to paint this. Like every time she, every time she like has me paint the white house, lighthouse, it's like dumb, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the, all these whale bones shaped like mermaids keep dra- washing up. And I, I, I want to, I, I feel like I should jack off to them, but I don't know if I should. Also, also there's going to be about the same amount of masturbation in this movie. Um, okay. It just said, you know, again, angrily in different locations. Um, you know, you could yeah. just spread those out like wherever, you know, it's like, it's like salt, you know, you just sprinkle it on, you know, mm. to taste. Um, hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so, hmm. but yeah. So, uh, so I do kind of want to add like little, uh, character moments with, uh, with Anna and, mm-hmm. um, Helen here. I'm not exactly sure what to do. So I kind of want to pitch that part while we're still in the first part, while we're still in the first part, because surprise, the second, the second act is going to have a uh, mystical stuff happening that may or may sure, not be sure. actually there. I mean, so, I'm just glad you came here with at least the first half done. Cause the last well, time no, no, I have for Troll and Central Park, you only had the second act. No, I have all three acts. I have all no, three I know, acts. Saying, I just I'm, need help fleshing I'm happy to roll up the sleeves yeah, yeah, and get yeah. to work. At least this time, you have, you have more of a basis than just, I have a second act. Oh, yeah. So, so we probably want to make them different enough from, yeah. like, she needs to be different enough from William Defoe than to be a unique character, right? Yeah. But we're kind of getting the same vibe of, like, old versus young. Yeah. I mean, so, go ahead, Madison. Sorry. Do you, do you have an idea? What kind have of. An idea, I mean, I, I made a joke about um, ha- having Dame Helen Mirren play a salty old sea dog. I think we can still do that, but I think it'd be more interesting if she hasn't been to sea. So it's much more like, um, not like a school mom or like a school mom or like a governess, but like she's a more strict homebody type person. Who knows about the sea? Maybe she's like worked other lighthouses before or something. But this maybe, way we... Maybe her... Mm, I was gonna say maybe her husband was a, a sea person yeah. or like a was like a it was like a captain of a ship and like he would go out he was a whaler or something like that and he went out uh, very often and like she would always wait for him but she's kind of knows the knows the not. I mean, her life. husband um, could have been a lighthouse keeper. They could have lived in a lighthouse, not this far out, yeah. but like in a town. I'm just thinking that separates her the energy from salty sea captain like Willem Dafoe and gives it the energy is much more of like I run like a tight like an orphanage like no I've given you your jobs Mm. you're going to do your jobs if you want supper or stuff like that like she can have the energy can be much more um overbearing mother figure or like matron figure and that gives their energy a different feel than captain and subordinate Strict, strict school mom is like a probably good energy for her like sort of like like very organized very like instruction based like this is what you do and you do it this way and it won't be done any other way or you won't um won't have dinner right yeah i I, kind of agree with that like having it to where like maybe maybe like to the point where there's like an itinerary like type thing like Mm -hmm. you're going to have this Mm -hmm. done by this time and i better the, the the coal better be done you know, in the furnaces or engines or whatever, you know, by this time in X, Y, Z. I think an energy of like, you'll have your supper when your jobs are done. So it's like, if she gets behind, whatever. So it's like, she's eating, but Anna's still like scrubbing the floors or whatever. Cause she hasn't gotten that done yet. And it's like up all night doing Maybe. jobs. And as soon as she, her head, hits the pillow, 
time to get up and start today's jobs. And that can add an element yeah. then of the like increasing madness slash their, the divide between them. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, like maybe to differentiate a little bit, we do actually see Helen Mirren doing some work herself, because, like a little mm-hmm. bit, like, like we see her doing things herself. Maybe she's doing a lot of like, I don't know if there are books or something, but maybe she's like keeping, keeping like, the admin stuff like the less labored stuff mm-hmm. uh she's doing the she's doing the admin work yeah and, and, um, and i'd also like her yeah. to be really upfront be like yes you did not complete this at this point so that is this amount docked off your pay like oh, every yeah. time she messes like up more like specific yeah like she's very specifically saying like you will not get paid unless you do this correctly and mm-hmm. yeah. because they're yeah. stuck on the island and I, I kind of want to make – see, I don't want to fall into, like, gender role stuff. But, like, the only way mm-hmm. to sure. be different than these – than the two people on the first one would to make them not toxically masculine. And that's the only way. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> I mean, to make them, like, driven in their own right, I, it seems – like, I think that's, like, the, yeah. the way to go, right? It's, like, the, their goals are – um uh Helen Mirren's character is just about duty and um punctuality and this is the way things should be done and if they're done this way then everything will be all right yeah. where Anna is like her thing is like I'm just doing this to get by just make it through this month and then I can maybe maybe give her character something that maybe she's saving this money to go to school or something like that. Or no, no, like, no I'm uh, revealing, I'm revealing why she's doing this job okay. later. I have, <laughs> I have a thought of just for an energy for Helen Mirren's character uh, with the lighthouse, because it's there to protect ships from being driven onto the shore. Um, it's like, there is a very specific way lighthouses are run, like the actual lighthouse itself, not like the living quarters and everything. And if you don't do it correctly, people will die. And so she can maybe repeat the phrase "as above, so below," which doesn't isn't about lighthouses, but it can be a phrasing she uses of like, "That's the way this is run, so that's the way we're going to run down here." Well, and maybe like maybe some of her family died mm-hmm. on a or ship her husband. because the lighthouse keeper was fucking like. Oh, her off husband was the lighthouse keeper kind of who was slacking it. off, and so oh, people yeah, died. Like, I I like the and this would be something we reveal in like the second or third act or something. But have her story, like, have her be a little bit more sympathetic, a little bit more sympathetic, like, maybe, like, mm-hmm. not a government-ran lighthouse, but for, like, a, like, a sea town or something. Like, mm-hmm. her and her husband mm-hmm. did run it, and That's he did slack off, and maybe her son or, like, or their family, like, died one day because he didn't, like, put enough oil in the, la- like, lamp one day, and it ran out, like, right before, like, it came in, they just dashed on the rocks, and um, mm-hmm. and that would and that would make it and that's something we reveal later. Like we do not mm-hmm. reveal that until oh, sure. like maybe they get maybe they get drunk and like she loosens up a little bit after she become after mm-hmm. Anna after Anna uh, becomes better at like getting everything mm-hmm. done at the, at the right times. Yeah, I like the idea. I, I, I'm into this like rich backstory for Helen Mirren's character of like, Dame Helen Mirren, like me, uh, Dame Dame <laughs> Helen Mirren's character of like. And this doesn't have to be it, but this is just something that came mm-hmm. into my mind of like, oh, her and her husband were given, uh, her husband was given this lighthouse keeper's job and they kind of saw it as like a, oh, this will be great. Like we're like newlyweds. We'll go out this place. We'll have a vacation. And they kind of like, 
they, they kind of treat it like a vacation instead of like a duty kind of thing of like having like where we'll be together taking care of this lighthouse it'd be lovey-dovey but because they weren't taking it seriously enough people died or something like that and it ruined his her husband's reputation it may be like i don't know if we're going to go grim dark with it but like he not in the lighthouse ruin and like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. why would we maybe, grim dark? we're gonna keep it light yeah yeah you know but maybe he like took his own life or something like that or like left or something after because no one would give him oh, a job yeah, I mean, or something i, I like mean that. this is the kind of movie the lighthouse itself i don't know about the lighthouse too where he would have tied a rope around his neck and jumped off the lighthouse Sure. Because yeah. that visual of him hanging yeah. from the top of the lighthouse, A24 yeah. is horny for that shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, like, I think we, you know, at least do the, I, I, also for, for Anna, um, mm-hmm. we reveal a little bit later, but, like, maybe she resents that she's not getting paid when she's not going fast fast enough, but, like, you can mm-hmm. tell that her her loneliness and stuff, like, we don't show her. We don't show mm-hmm. her necessarily doing the completing the tasks or anything, sure. You, but she's definitely doing them, um, and we will. We will I will reveal a little bit later why. Okay. But um, we have, but like she's not necessarily resentful, mm-hmm. quote unquote. She gets more angry that when she's being watched over. Gotcha. Yeah. So. So I guess um, I don't know. Do you want to do any uh, any slapstick stuff that they randomly threw in to, to the lighthouse as up? Uh, I don't know. We can do some slapstick here. Um, they. I don't know. Maybe maybe at one point, like she falls down the hill because like a like a bunch of like seaweed wound up on there. Like when she was like pushing up the um. When she was pushing up the the wheelbarrow full of like coal, and mm. uh, I don't know, maybe Helen, maybe Helen says something funny. Uh, uh, what, yeah, I, maybe, maybe they're pulling in like the fish, like the fish net or something to like get some like crustaceans or something that washes up on shore, and Anna or Helen gets pulled in, and then they like rescue each other. It's kind of like a like. That was maybe they were arguing beforehand, and then that happens, and then like after that crazy thing happens, they just start start laughing, you know, like or something like that. Like just like man, that was ridiculous. Like, um, my idea is something that my grandma actually did to my grandpa one time when he went out to have like a drink and stayed out way too long and got drunk, and he came home while he was gone. She sewed the uh, bottom of his pants legs shut on his pajamas. And so when he got home drunk and was trying to put his pajamas on, he was just falling around the bedroom cursing because he couldn't get his foot through the bottom of the pants legs, which I think would be a fun scene, especially if we're going to go with the same amount of alcohol consumption in this movie as the first one of like, yeah, all right, you're fucking not going to pay me. I'll show you work. And she sews like one of the pants legs shut. And so drunk Helen Mirren's falling around like the, the lighthouse trying to pull these pants on drunkenly. Oh, also, and maybe she starts cracking up about that too. And there's like a moment of bonding over hilarity. Also, Helen is definitely a functioning alcoholic. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. naturally, for sure. Yeah, obviously. With that grim, dark backstory, of course. Yeah, yeah, she's function like you know she's not going to get like she's not as obviously drunk. Like she is drunk all day, but but like mm-hmm. she's managed, but she's functional, obviously. So just to be clear, the woman's who, whose backstory leads to her character being, and if we don't do things correctly, people will die, is drunk all day on duty. Yep. Okay. Yeah, people can contain multitudes. But I, I think, like, she, uh, 
uh, I think she projects it on other people though. She never like holds herself accountable. Like she's just like, you have to do your job correctly. Like, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's maybe her character flaw there is like, I also feel like we need to do something about the, the actual like light part of the lighthouse as Mm -hmm. well. Um, in this one to kind of, uh, I mean that giant TARDIS console of a lighthouse light. And it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I don't think that's how lighthouse lights work, though. I thought it was a lamp that points one direction and it spins. And that's the idea. It's not just the whole thing lights up on every side. I, I thought it was... I thought there was, like, a shade that, like, spins on it. Not. I think it is a, a, sta- a, a stationary sure. light, I mean, and then there's a shade that spins around. But I, don't, six I actually don't I mean, But we're, at the, we're, having the, yeah. we're making the same point, is that it's not yeah. just one giant light bulb in the middle of a tower... Yeah. It looks yeah. cool. Don't get me wrong. But also, no, yeah, I mean, like we only see it once. I think so. You know, <laughs> I think we should pause the podcast and go find out and like read yeah. a lot of literature about the engineering and functionality okay. of lighthouses. Everybody, uh, before we continue, everybody, get ready to pause. Go drive to your nearest lighthouse. Get as much information as you can, and we'll come back. All right. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. Like, man, Dang, I saw lighthouses some, are horny. I right? saw some stuff. The, the, yeah, yeah, man, there's some, like, there's, like, pistons that, like, ejaculate oil all the time, super horny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two more two more examples. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, did you know, like, the, the actual light bulb, the fuses are shaped like naked women inside of it? Jeez. Mm-hmm. One more. Wow. <laughs> Um, I'll let Jesse. No, I'll, I'll no, no, Jesse no, 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 no. Do the next one. No, no, no. You, you're doing this. This is your homework. No. You dog. <laughs> um, um, a little uh, a- after it revs around uh-huh. thirty times, um, a little bit of like uh, oil just spurts out of the top of every lighthouse, mm-hmm. like it, like it ejaculates. Yeah. I like that. That one was that one was clearly an attempt to punish me in some way. Yeah, exactly. Didn't work. Um, um, so, so in the second act, this is uh-huh. uh, actually, Madison, uh, give me two more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. no, in the second act, we're gonna get. I think this is when we're gonna get. Wait, a little wait, bit wait. More. This, the siding of every lighthouse is ribbed for your pleasure. Boom, there it is. <laughs> okay, well, in the second act, this is when we're gonna start getting a little bit more of the breakdown. Um, uh-huh. At some point during this, uh, you will you will learn that the reason why Anna is, took this job mm-hmm. is because it turns out she uh, she murdered she she murdered her uh, her fiance um, mm-hmm. who okay. who was basically blackmailing her into marrying mm-hmm. him, um, and she's kind of on the run. She's kind of on the run. She took a false name and took this job because she knew that the uh, that the people who was going to be after her, because it, she did a very bad job at covering up the murder. And unfortunately, she has okay. that same instinct that people in video games do, where they leave, like, audio logs of how exactly they fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, she, she has that in her journal. And that's why she always kind of has the scrolls away with her, because it's the only way that she's kind of keeping sane mm-hmm. there. Um just because, again, I want to keep the same vibe, kind of, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, but, but we get a little bit more, we get a little mm-hmm. bit more mystical stuff here. Cause like, while, because like, like in the, 
the the lighthouse. We get the foghorn like a lot, like you know, mm-hmm. gets thing. Everyone's mm-hmm. and like that's pretty much the only background noise you get besides the birds. Well, we one one of the one night, uh, she is she kind of slacked off. Anna slacked off a little bit, and it's it's after night. She's hungry. She hasn't. She barely had any water that day, and she sees a figure. She sees a figure of a man who, uh, by the way, it looks a lot like Matt Bomer. What you're saying, though, is that right now okay. Anna's thirsty. Oh, she's very thirsty. Thirsty as hell, yeah. Thirsty as hell. And he's kind of standing. Nothing but seawater. He's kind of standing, like, and the moonlight is, like, kind of, is kind of lighting him in, like, a, in, like, an unearthly way. And, by the way, like, some would almost say he's the king of Atlantis because he's just very mm-hmm. jacked. And uh, okay. so and he's barely, a man barely, of the sea. He's she's ma- thirsty for that sea man. Yeah, she's she's thirsty for that sea man. <laughs> yeah, um, and just standing and like and the 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 siren call. I'm gonna call it like the. I don't. I can't make the noise with my mouth, but you know, it's like. Go ahead a, and try. I can't. Just try. <laughs> I'm not. Good I did a very it. terrible Matt or fucking Mark Wahlberg impression. Uh, no, for it's, Twilight it's, Zone. It's, Okay, it's it's it sounds like a thing you would hear from the sea. But I have no reference point for that. I what is it. that reference? What is? I I, I got it. I got yeah. it. Ricola. <laughs> that's, the, that's the mountains, Madison. Come on. We get something that would be Ricola. described as siren-like, uh-huh. um, like coming, like and and uh, so like wee wee wee. No. As in the thing that like, calls people to the ocean. I'm gonna find you and murder you. Mike, I'm gonna find your murder. Hey, you. I gave you the I gave you the chance to do the noise, and you refused. I so can't. now I have to do it myself. So, um, I, so yeah, so we'd have we'd have like this like very just again just played by Matt Bomer, so just handsome beyond reason. Mm-hmm. Like you're just like, mm, I need mm-hmm. that man in my life. I really hope he dances for a long time, half naked <laughs> in a movie in the uh, in the past. Uh, okay. <laughs> Can we, uh, because this is an Equalizers movie, can we also have Nick Cigar from uh, the Princess Switch just rise up out of the oh water? Oh my god, you've got to calm down. He's also the hottest man. He, he's also the hottest man. I assume alive. he's also wearing a Christmas sweater for no apparent reason. Yeah, he, he, he rises out of the ocean wearing that fucking Christmas oh sweater god. that he's wearing in the Princess Switch. That's Sorry, that's in, that's in, a, uh, that's in a deleted scene. It's the only deleted scene. We actually got him got first, got and then because of scheduling conflicts, he had to leave production, so we got Matt Bomer. He actually he has a, he actually rises behind uh, Matt uh, B- Bomer and like they uh, like embraces him from behind. <laughs> I'm going to leave both of you alone here for a little while with this image that you you're this slash fiction that you're clearly now writing, and I'll come back to the podcast well, in like twenty minutes. This equalizer slash fiction. Well, also, also, uh, this man is has a trident, and and whatever in which one, Matt Bomer or Nick Cigar? Matt Bomer. Which okay. though the only one in the movie canonically is Matt Bomer. <laughs> uh it has like this trident and it like it just it just meets their their eyes meets Anna's and like Anna is like hypnotized, but like what's what the fuck is going on? Like this is uh and and like you know, it's gonna be lighted in a weird way because like the, the moon is like full, but it's like kind of like it's it's oddly like cloudless when it's been cloudy for like you know for like two weeks mm-hmm. and all that stuff, 
Um, and then, like, she gets snapped out of it. Like, she's kind of standing there, and, like, she's basically hypnotized for, like, a couple minutes. And then she hears um, Helen Helen be like, you need to finish swabbing or something like that. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she snaps out of it and then, you know, go, goes, goes ahead. And you can, like, and also another thing, because at this point it's going to be it's gonna again like like the movie. It's gonna be interpers- intercut with her doing chores, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. her doing chores. Um, so I'm just kind of describing the um, set pieces here um, at this point. So at one point, like maybe, maybe she's. Uh, I'm trying to think of the chore she would be doing that would make her be like close to the shoreline. Um, maybe um, she's pulling out like the she's pulling out the cages, the lobster cages or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she falls in, into the and she falls into the ocean, and uh, she thinks that she is, uh, she thinks she's about to drown because the water's like really choppy, but it turns out that uh, she fall she's fallen like she feels like she's falling through the ocean basically, and she okay. and she has this like and there's this land that pops up, and she's hearing that siren noise still. And like there seems to be people swimming around, and um, and some one of them one of them uh one of them looks at her and starts to uh, you know, say in a language she doesn't understand like yell and like a bunch of them are about to like look like they're about to attack her with like I don't know like knives made of coral or something I don't know, you know mm-hmm. what do, what would underwater people use as knives? Swordfish. Uh, swordfish. Yeah, sure, sure, sharp fish. Rocks. Yep, a sharp rock, whatever. They're using they're using Coral. not metal uh, weapons, and uh, she she feels herself being lifted up by by the man that she saw out in the uh, out in the ocean, and they like and up uh, she passes out uh, because you she lift st- me up so <laughs> I can tend the lighthouse. <laughs> uh, she passes out and she's on the shore. <laughs> Thank and, you for humoring me. I guess nope. She passes. I don't know what that was. She passes out because she's on the. Um, uh, she passes out because she's ran out of air, basically, and mm-hmm. she gets woken up by the uh, by the tides rising and the waves hitting her face, and the uh, and uh, Helen ov- over her like um, like like kind of kicking her side softly, being like, "No sleeping on the job," type thing. <laughs> no. Brutal. Yeah. Um, just like clearly almost drowned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and those are going to be the two like major pieces like there. Uh, now I need more help putting the interstitial stuff again. <laughs> so, okay. Um, but you know, uh, yeah, like some stuff is happening. Instead of, uh, no sleeping on the job. I like that. Helen's character comes up and just sends her from, and goes, did you drown? And she's like, no, she's good. Get back to work. And then just walks oh, away. No, even better. Mm-hmm. That's even yeah. better. Yeah. Um, so interstitials. This it's is like good because the side, the, the side it needs fixing still. Yeah. Get to work. Yeah. Good because you're good. You're still behind. You know, or, uh, I'll deduct this from your five minute break. Yeah. <laughs> like you've been, uh, yeah. you, you've been, you've been laying there for five minutes. I'm docking your pay for, for this part of the day. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, she also didn't get food. She like lost all the food for that day, yeah. right? So like, yeah, they have to eat like they have to they have to like eat like some hard tack or something. Mm-hmm. So you need like um, 
or so you need uh, interstitials like what job she's doing or yeah yeah because because like I feel like you need to you need to keep on adding to the drudge drudgery to it like maybe the uh, weather is getting worse as well mm-hmm. sure does Helen Mirren does she have a fascination with the lighthouse light as well like um uh William Defoe does or is that like a sort of like fixation or is it not a thing at all I think she'll like she's going to be really protective of the light like when it comes to the stuff specifically with the light um besides like the coal stuff she is she does that herself like she does the admin stuff and she does she she she's always like making sure the light is good the shade is good she brings up the oil like she does all of that herself and mm. and this is kind of like maybe like during one of the dinners, like be like, I thought I was supposed to, I thought I was supposed to maintain the light as well, um, and like she bring tells about the you know tragic backstory, blah blah blah, and then you can have like the scene where you see in silhouette like someone hang themselves from like a lighthouse in a different area, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, you know that's you know feel like that's fine. Yeah. I could see it being like, oh, yeah, um, I just don't, like, she, I think she just flat out just is like, I just don't trust anyone else with the light. It's not even a personal thing. Like, I, I think you do a lot of hard work, but, like, this is, I'm, I'm going to maintain this. I can't let people, I can't, I can't let anyone else maintain this responsibility. Yeah, like, um, yeah, like, I like that. Like, maybe this is when they're starting to open up to each other, and maybe this is the first time they get mm-hmm. drunk together as well. Mm-hmm. It's- um, yeah. As far as drudge, and then that's when they open up. Drudge medicine. Oh, and that's when they open up. Does Anna at this point reveal her dark secret to Helen Mirren, or uh, maybe towards the end of Act Two? Maybe towards the end, okay. uh, she starts. She reveals it a little bit, and uh, Helen, you know, starts to feel like you seem like a good person. So I'm not gonna. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, you know rat you out to the to the authorities, but you better not come back after this, like type of thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just get. I think at this point, maybe it's been like two of the four weeks, right? Or yeah. Towards like the that. end, I want to say I want to say that the last week is going to be like the the third act, basically. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, so maybe, like, she continues to do her work, uh, maybe with a little bit more high spirits. Like, she feels like Helen's a little more on her side towards the end of Act 2. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's more like, just kind of, like, just make it through this. Um, I'll repaint the siding. I'll I'll dust the, uh, dust the living quarters. I'll, um, you know, fix the floorboards and stuff. Yeah. And we have... Um, and... I also want to add like kind of as a subtle thing in, in the background and everything where mm-hmm. um, when she is when, like, you start seeing, you start seeing things that maybe look like corpses and stuff. Um, wash up along shore. Like, you know, it could be seaweed. It could be something, but like, you know, something humanoid is starting to wash up. Yeah. I know that that's about, that's about it that I have for that, okay. for that part. I don't know, like, how do you feel about this scene? Um, and we can cut this if it doesn't work with what you're doing, but maybe, like, one of the mystical things, like, intermittent things that she sees is, like, like after seeing, like, the corpses, maybe she sees um, 
that bomber out in the ocean again and she gets the dory the 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 boat and tries to swim out or tries to sail out to him or something um and um but then once she gets out there like there's no one there um and then she she sails back and like the Helen Mirren is kind of like pissed at her. It's like, what are you? Are you trying to abandon ship? <laughs> you know, you're trying to abandon. No, no, I like, like no, that. I like that. No, I like that. That's that's that that that'll lead into uh, well into the third act. So, okay, I'm gonna be real honest with this part. I have like probably the last twenty minutes. I don't have the first part. I don't know how to lead into this part. Right. Okay, give us give us the last twenty minutes, and then we can retroactively build up to it. Okay, so what's what's going to start happening is it's going to be the fourth week. Uh, they start seeing they start seeing like uh, like corpses of birds all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like birds are starting to fall out of the sky, and um, and Helen and Helen found a uh, like maybe she dropped like her flask or something she drinks from. And it kind of rolled down the hill, and she she sees like an actual human hand, mm-hmm. um, mm. and it's rotted, like it's bones, like it's bones and everything. And uh, but you could see that it was pecked, like you could see that there was a lot of pecking on it. And uh, this, and at some point, and maybe this is the beginning, um, because it's the the storm is starting to go and everything. Uh, start, there starts to be a storm basically, mm-hmm. and. Um, do I want to make it to where there's like telegraph? No, that would make no sense. They wouldn't have wireless te- telegraphs for years. Okay. I mean, you did say you didn't care when it was set, so we could. Well, set I mean, it when there are well, okay. Let's set it to where there's some telegraphs, and let's say there's some mm-hmm. fucking wireless te- telegraphs. You know, they can they have radio signals. Sure. Um, uh, they they get word, of th- they get word that after um. After a ship that was uh, that was carrying a lot of uh, a lot of oil, uh, mm. hit um, like hit some rocks, hit some rocks. A bunch of humans just started to be like that would started to die, and one of them was going to be one of the replacement house lighthouse keepers. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's uh, basically basically like they get word that they're gonna have to wait just a little bit longer because they're gonna have to find a replacement lighthouse keeper because only one of them is left alive, and we have uh, and uh, like whenever they get word of this, whenever they get word of this, uh, Helen tells them the story of the two two lighthouse keepers that died like twenty years ago here. Okay. And um and they they said that they never found that they found the remains. But but like maybe she's like it'd be like but I found it but I found like a part of a part of a hand yesterday. It was kind of hidden away in that in that alcove I tell you never to go close to because it's too slippery and stuff. And okay. um you know, maybe they, maybe like there's like a legend or something like that about it, like how they were there for multiple, they're they're there for like two weeks. I mean, not we sorry, they're there for like two months, uh, with a storm raging for most of it, and blah 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 blah, and that kind of, you know, that kind they of couldn't stop masturbating. Look, yeah. we don't have that problem, and then super cut of them just well, jerking it throughout the whole four weeks. I, 
I think I think it's a cool thing of like, oh, the replacement lighthouse keeper has died in like whatever the shipwreck is because Helen Mirren's character totally wouldn't be like, oh, well, we should leave. Yeah. Like, right. She, she's like, I, I, I won't abandon this lighthouse. We have to stay yeah. like until they find they actually send someone else. So right? I'm going to cut to the uh, the basis that uh, that I told I told I told Mike about this uh this is actually a stealth namor thing by the way it turns out that the that the mermaid the mermaid that robert pattinson fucked had a child oh my god that was (laughs) that was half a laetian now just so i'm clear you did establish that you believe the mermaid wasn't real you said no 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 i said i i said that i thought no i thought in the movie it 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 seemed that it was established it was. I never said that it that it wasn't. So you're saying that what it seemed like the movie established is incorrect because yeah. now... Okay. It, sequels do that all the time. I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I've never, stuff... ever thrown away a plot point of an original movie in making a sequel. Yeah, this is... No, but yeah. this is but this is a stealth Namor thing. Basically what happened is uh, Namor was kind of starting to uh, fall in love. With uh, with this Anna because it's the first human he's seen in like decades, mm-hmm. and and you know the, the actress is attractive. I guess I don't know attractive people fuck and look at each other all the time. You know it's whatever. Um, it's canon. Yeah, it's it's it, by the way it's canon. Attractive people fuck. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, so um, I mean I've watched Entourage. <laughs> basically, like once the uh, once he started seeing that the. Uh, that this ship that was just filled with oil, like kind of was starting to pollute like the area where he was relocating some of his uh, refugees uh, from Atlantis because there was a big, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into the whole Namor origin story and put it in the 1800s, but that's basically what I'm doing. Uh, basically Atlantis got like bombarded by like another Atlantean and blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm sorry. What is a Namor? Can you just like say that in case people Namor? Like, okay, sorry. Actually, no. Namor okay. <laughs> is actually is a uh, is a golden age Marvel character who. It's not even time. Go ahead and explain to the listeners who a Dexstar is. Also, oh, from the Green okay, Lantern Dex. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll need to. I'll need to explain most of Jeff John's uh, Red Lantern run from the early two thousands now, but but no, Namor is a half Atlantean, um, half human. He was the son of a uh, sea captain and Atlantean in the Marvel universe, where um, okay. Uh, and his whole thing is that he he like every other every other day he either declares war on the surface world for polluting the ocean or he helps them because if they if if or he helps them because if the world is destroyed he doesn't have Atlantis, but um, but yeah this is a stealth this is a stealth Namor thing. He's kind of evil Marvel Aquaman. Oh, okay. don't uh, not do that. I know it's it's an oversimplification. Oh, he actually had. Mm. Jesse, this isn't your podcast. We're not getting mm. into it. I no. Also, also, he's the king of Atlantis. Let's not get political here. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the host here. Politics freeze. I'm the host. We'll cut. We'll cut all of you refuting yeah. me. Um, he also he also it's uh, I believe it's in the Geneva Convention that it's a war crime if you don't draw him mostly naked. Mm-hmm. That's because also people because okay. because you know how like 
well, actually, I don't know if you know this, but you know how Nightwing canonically has, like, one of the best butts in comics? Like, everyone always draws his, they render his butt, like, real good. Well, like, that's, like, Namor, but, like, all of his body. Like, always. Okay. Namor so, is always extra horny. Like, yeah. I'm not attracted to Namor, but I can agree, like, he's, empirically. He's very the, attractive. The amount, the amount that Namor is drawn and articulated is lovingly. Yes, so... Every time, uh, so... Yeah, after the oil, after the oil rig or oil ship, like kind of dumped all of his, dumped all of the oil onto the place he was putting his refugees from, like a war he was fighting that they'll be, be, like briefly get into. Mm-hmm. Um, he started abducting random humans and like making effigies of them in the middle of the sea, being like, "You better mm. get the fuck out of this sea," um, and uh, okay, and. Like we'll we'll end with like Helen and Helen Miram. Uh, Helen is gonna be uh, is going to um, be like really weirded out that this like shirtless like buff man with a trident is like trying to steal her ward because he's also okay. he, because he's also uh, the type that will steal a person to marry them. So they you know yeah that's most of his Fantastic Four appearances. Yeah, so. So do they have like a standoff? Like he appears like to them and is like, "Get out of here!" Like, yeah, um, or something. Yeah, Anna, like, Anna, like weirdly, like like whatever. Something about him is is like I'm not saying like she's thirsty or whatever, but something about him is like mm-hmm. actually drawing her into the ocean. Um, Got and yeah. and Helen is going to like pull the gun that she's had the entire time that she always has just in case. Uh, Can it be a harpoon gun? Like a whaling gun. Or something. something Maybe she has a harpoon. She has a harpoon. She takes the harpoon off of the thing and she tries to stab him, but she but he just takes the harpoon and stabs through her and throws her into the ocean. And then and then like we end we basically end with Anna like walking into the ocean. And then we kind of just cut. Okay. There. I I think I like that. It's like I think he tries to take her. Anna and then like uh, Helen stops stops it from happening and like maybe locks her into like a like a a, a room a in very the tall tower away from the ocean somewhere you might say yeah yeah maybe she maybe she locks her into the light um the light the top of the lighthouse um and she tr- and, she, and Anna still tries to get out and uh. Sorry, I'm kind of taking the wheel. No, 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 no. Um, no, I, I had the set pieces. I had the set pieces. I just didn't know how to really go. I, yeah. I just wanted to get to the point where I'm just like, hey, this is a stealth Marvel movie, fuckheads. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. And Helen Mirren, um, I think after she locks Anna in the lighthouse, uh, she takes out her the dory um, and tries to go out and like she sees him out there and she goes out there to kill him. And then they have this kind of like scuffle with the harpoon and the trident and like everything and kills her. And um, Anna eventually uh, gets free of the lighthouse, goes down, uh, sees uh, Helen's body wash up on shore. Maybe she's still like a little bit alive and like gasping or something. Um, but instead of trying to help her, she just walks into the ocean and that's when we cut. Yeah. And that's just like the kind of, cause like it turns out like the, uh, like the little trinkets and stuff that was washing up on the shore. Um, and the corpses that she thought she saw were actually there. It was just, um, mm-hmm. anytime that was happening, like, a like, an, a, like an Atlantean or a merperson would be trying to get, get it away as quickly as possible 
because uh, Namor was like trying to basically make it to where like she would have to stay on the island. She'd have to stay at the lighthouse long enough to have to go with him. Um, she was basically trying to try to force her, force her into um, marrying her, which, which is why I wanted to, which is why her backstory was like, she was basically being blackmailed into marrying someone. It's supposed to be like a circular thing. Like, mm. yeah, I have, I mean, this isn't a circular ending. I do have an alternate darker ending. If you're interested. Okay, cool. Let's do it. I still uh, want her to walk into the ocean though. I feel like, Oh, well, then, good, then yeah. never mind. I mean, my darker ending was that, um, oh, shit, Share it and yeah. My darker ending was that Helen locks her in the tower and convinces Namor that like Anya's dead, and he takes Helen Mirren, like and he's like you killed her, well whatever takes her, um and leaves, and so now Anya's here and like somehow she knows like Namor's never coming back, so she hangs herself off the lighthouse, and then we end with Helen Mirren uh-huh. hung as an effigy like he was doing with the other people oh. in the middle of the ocean. No, that would be good. That would be good. But too. if you're if you are set, and I don't mean that about like set, like if you are definitely you want this to end with the kind of full circle of being blackmailed into marriage, that doesn't work as well. We could still do the effigy of Helen Mirren. I would um, like. I think the but. effigy. I think the effigy would be good. Like I think that would be good for her to mm-hmm. like because I kind of want this to be a circular thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so That's... maybe maybe um like you know whenever whenever she Helen goes to. You know, attack, attack Namor. He he does he does basically she he basically hangs her and everything. Yeah, and that's while, what I was to say. I I have a I have a maybe happier medium. No. Um, in that uh, I will not compromise. <laughs> because like uh, let's say Helen Mirren's body washes ashore, she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Aunt Anna goes and meets uh, Namor in the ocean, and he tells her what to do. And he ta- she takes her body up to the top of the tower, mm-hmm. turns the lighthouse off, throws her body over, and then hangs her. Like, and then she walks into the ocean. Like that 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 could be that that's yeah. kind of the same thing, right? And and uh, maybe the scene before like they get uh, her, she gets basically hung off the lighthouse. Is it's like that kind of like trudging? part like like maybe it can reflect like her having to carry something like heavy up the hill and everything sure and then it's like her last chore she has before she's like blackmailed into going to the ocean what if um we start the movie where i'm gonna wreck maybe this would be a retcon a bit and part of her job is to bring something heavy up the stairs to the light of the lighthouse and it's very hard for her at first, but week by week she gets stronger and stronger. So by the end of the movie, she has absolutely no trouble dragging Helen Mirren's body up to the mm-hmm. light of the lighthouse to do this. Like That's the good. fact that she had been doing this job for four or five weeks now has given her the strength to be able to do this. And so it's a little bit of like hoisted on your own yeah. petard of making her do all this work is like now she's strong enough to actually kill you. Yeah. yeah. With um, and then visually we can like it'll be like a repeat of her pulling this up the stairs every week, and then the last one is her dragging this body up the stairs, like the shot the same yeah. way and everything. To give to give Namor a little bit more motivation besides just trying to like steal Anna away, like maybe he wants the lighthouse to stop working so ships stop coming through here, like dumping their waste and like their oil into like the ocean or something. Yeah, that could like, definitely be. Part maybe of that's it. like. It could be like double. Um, I would argue yeah. for a film like The Lighthouse, that's more motivation than anybody has ever had in those movies. 
sure yeah, yeah. No. but i mean if he's like a villain or like if like besides just to steal someone like he has like a reason he wants the lighthouse to fail and like this would be the second tragedy that happens in like three decades at this place they'll definitely close this place down afterwards right? yeah yeah I, I feel like that would be a good uh good motivation like and namor is like talking towards the end like maybe it's uh kind of almost like disembodied voice type of like because like uh what anna is hearing is like this i don't know for like this yeah. siren call basically like specifically mm-hmm. for her to quote unquote drown among the rocks and stuff just like all the other people mm-hmm. but she's but she was chosen and like in that second act where like she falls into the ocean, she starts she sees these people and everything. Mm-hmm. That was actually the people trying to cover everything up. But she saw sure. something. But uh but like, you know, she just thinks she's like, you know, she was just tired or whatever. Like, you know. That was just part of her, you know, drowning. I mean part of her almost drowning. Like gotcha. her life flashing sure. before her eyes type thing. So so yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like we have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, yep. Uh, this is a only... stealth Namor movie. So. <laughs> well, I can't promise you that it's stealth for the Marvel universe. I can go ahead and promise you that Namor is now canon in the Equalizer cinematic universe. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, which will be great because I, Madison, and I have talked, and at some point we're going to do the very terrible Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie since it doesn't have a sequel and it's not in the MCU. So that we'll have the Fantastic Four just randomly in our EC. So mm-hmm. oh. that already gives us something to play with for our no, sequel but, for that. Yeah, that gives um, you a lot. So uh, you said Lighthouse 2. Are you using, because it's very art house, is it a number two or is it two ones like Roman numerals? Oh, Roman numerals. Also, like there's going to be shots that are basically just like recreations of like classical paintings and stuff. But well, like, you're going to say Marvel covers. Like, no. Well, like, because, you know, because they did, uh, they did, like, uh, they did, like, multiple, like, um, little inserts where it was basically, like, references to, like, classical, classical art and stuff in Lighthouse as well. There's just a couple, but, you know, no, we have a couple of those, like, sprinkled in. All right. Well, with that done, the Lighthouse to Madison Jones, did we do it? I think we did it. We did it. That's credits on, (laughs) nope. Oh, by Veto. <laughs> if we did it, that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. You can get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. God. I think Madison just ate out our podcast title. <laughs> Special yeah, thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Step Strutting, off their debut so, album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You. you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like in, oh yes. Oh yes. The full album is available on all streaming services now. Jesse, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, I have multiple podcasts, one of them being Alphabet Flight, which is, mm-hmm. which I talk about Namor a lot. Um, <laughs> because can confirm. Let me tell you, man. If there's, he's my like him and Doctor Doom, mm, close to my heart. Uh, but that being uh, that being said, it is a 
uh, Marvel podcast where I go through the uh, official handbook of the Marvel Universe thrice weekly um, and discuss a character uh, with a person. Um, I also have a podcast called Creepy Critters where I talk about cryptids um, in a very horny way. Can't confirm. Yeah, it's... uh, And um, I have a whole segment about it. Uh, I had the great pleasure of being on both of those shows yeah. uh, a couple times now. Yeah, and I have uh, I have one other podcast which uh, which is um, helped me out a little bit with the with the imagery that I wanted, which is Over Ensmith, where I read a H.P. Lovecraft story and produce a semi amateur semi amateur audiobook of the ones that aren't openly racist or xenophobic which so far i've only had to not do three out of 40 i've not had to <laughs> you do just three do the out stealth racism ones well everything is stealth racist that's um, fair yeah that's actually what we'd call this episode if we didn't call it the title of the movies yeah um <laughs> We will link to those shows in the show notes down below. You're also on uh, Into the Rewatch with friend and Avenger Daniel. Oh uh, yeah, yeah we uh yeah we watch well, right now we're rewatching uh, Riverdale, which man it is so good. I love it so much. It is, uh, it is like one of the if if I was to name one show the chaotic uh, a bisexual, it would be that show. Yeah. I mean, I, I said, once y'all get to the CW Nancy Drew, I'm going to invite myself onto every episode because I deeply love how wild that show is. It's not nearly as bisexual, but it is no, deeply it chaotic. Is just, it is just so, like, I love how they don't know the concept of dramatic tension, so they just resolve all of their issues within yeah. five minutes, which means every episode has five new very important plots that get mm-hmm. resolved repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So they don't... Like they threw out the concept of the first twelve, cha- first twelve, uh, episodes of the season because they just didn't know how to keep it going, and like I said, I I always say the writers of that show burned all their chill in a barrel day one because that show never takes its boot off your throat, no matter how much you're watching it. They're never once are like, hey, let's add a moment of levity. It's, oh yeah, we could do that, but what if we just did something even darker? I just got to the point in season two where you realize that every character that you're supposed to root for for is actually a bad person and no one in Riverdale is good except for mm-hmm. one person. Uh, it's good. Anyway, Frickles, I'm not sure how much of all of that we cut, but we are going to link to all of those shows in the show notes uh, down below. All that's left is to find out what we're doing next time. Jesse, what, what are... Now, as longtime listeners will know... Your previous appearance on our show for A Troll in Central Park 2, Nature Finds a Way, um, did lead to us having to watch The Pest. One of, maybe the worst movie we've ever had to watch for this. Also, somehow the most useful for my Avengers pitch. So I'm very interested. The precedent here. It was very, it was very useful for you. The precedent of your guest appearances has been monumental. So no pressure, but. Okay. So I decided instead of giving you a pile of dog shit like I did previously. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you a cinematic experience that I've been thinking about for just under 10 years. Okay. Now, okay. Um, The Turin Horse. It is a movie that is uh, that was shot in Hungary. And The Turin Horse is refl- replying to um, 
one of the last things that Nietzsche wrote before he had a mental breakdown and died. Um, this is a uh, two and a half hour movie that has only 27 cuts. It is about the horror of mundanity. It is all about just how horrible life is when you when when you exist. And I will say, um, it's been something that stuck <laughs> with me for a long time, and I feel like you guys will get a lot out of it. I don't know how you're gonna do a sequel, okay. but you know, you know, enjoy it, I guess. All right, <laughs> I I'm looking at this. Um, I mean, so far it seems like you're two for two. Um, <laughs> I don't. It, no, it is a cinematic experience. I will not say yeah, you'll you, have any fun oh, watching so, it. You, you keep saying it's a cinematic experience, like we don't know that that means it's also a fuck you somehow. So no, it's not a fuck you. I actually, I actually recommend people watch this movie if they're into like film and stuff. It's just not fun to watch. <laughs> Great, thanks. Cool. <laughs> I'm looking at like the wiki of this and some of the actors like um, I, I clicked on like the first one uh, Janus Derzy and he, the only thing on his wiki says is like is a Hungarian actor that has peer, appeared in 80 films like you've basically given us a sandwich it's like this is very nutritious it does taste like shit and gravel but it's very nutritious hey in 1993 he was in a film called whoops Hey, can we actually watch that instead? I know nothing about it. But. Well, well. To be fair, the, the same the same actor was also in White God, which is also a very well done movie. It had a lot of dogs. Yeah, okay. In it. Well. I mean, apparently he's also in the Notebook. Oh. So. Oh, not the Notebook. Not that Notebook. <laughs> in a different Notebook. He's in the Hungarian Notebook. <laughs> he's in the Hungarian film, The Notebook. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's about how horrifying being in love is. Okay. Well, I'm cutting this off now. Next time, tune in for our sequel to the Turin Horse. <laughs> I'm, I, I am, I am going to. I, I have no idea what the funny audio clip I'm going to be pulling from this to put at the end. You, but have, really you don't have it. I bet. I can tell Honestly, you, you don't. <laughs> Honestly, I have. I have never been more excited to watch you live blog a movie on our Twitter. Oh my! God. I haven't seen this movie either, That's so I have no weird. idea. But I'm just excited to see. Your live blog. All right, well, tune in again right. next time for the Turin Horse 2. So, for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Jesse Cooper. I'm Mike Noel. <laughs> to be continued. Whatever this is, <laughs> this audio clip will be. <laughs> to be continued. Actually, Bye. give me a couple, like, hey, I'm horsing here. Just give me a couple <laughs> dumb bits that you can use in case you don't find a clip. Hey, I'm horse. I'm horsing around. Let's get Nietzsche. <laughs> to be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do the two-step strut. Come on, dance with me.